Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. My co-host is Bob Hassan, and we are creating a conversation with Christian marketplace leaders who have careers that have been impacted by their faith. We are also answering your questions about entrepreneurship, business leadership, careers, and how the kingdom of God changes your impact in the marketplace. Come join the conversation now. Welcome to Exploring the Marketplace. We are your hosts, Sean and Bob. Bob, we have an incredible guest on the show today. Tell us about her. Oh, we do. Her name is Shana Rattler. Shana is an ordained prophet, an author and speaker who empowers committed Christians to experience a God shift that moves them out of disruption into greater destiny. She's passionate. We're going to find out she's passionate about helping others develop a deeper understanding of God and the authority they have in him. She's helped thousands of individuals and organizations around the world achieve personal growth and organizational excellence. She and her businesses have received multiple awards. She's published multiple books and has been featured on over 450 media outlets. She's also a host of a God Shift podcast and a God Shift with Shana Rattler TV show. Wow. <laughs> That's a lot of stuff. I think all of our guests are overachievers for sure. Yes. <laughs> but she's, she's a legit woman and I love that she's even transitioned from kind of a uh, more of a work background to a ministry background now and i feel like she's she's in a shift that a lot of us are in and i'm certainly glad we get to talk to her and ask some really deep questions about what is it like to make those shifts and she yeah. has defined it she's quantified it so up next is shana rattler bob you and i are passionate about people in the marketplace being equipped to hear god's voice and so we put together a book tell us about it it's called wired to hear and 99% of us are out in the marketplace. We're not in the professional vocational ministry. And this book is for you if you want to learn how to hear God in the marketplace. And it's very practical, but it's also very in-depth and spiritual with actionable steps, great chapters about defining your process when you're trying to hear God's voice. And I just think with the expertise of my coaching and Bob's long-term career and advice giving, you're going to feel the both of us together, something synergized that's really beautiful. And it's just for you. Get wired to hear at bullsministries.com. And you're also going to get a free teaching series only available if you buy it from us at bullsministries.com with business leaders, just like you who are sharing their process of hearing God's voice, how they are wired to hear. And it's going to so help you as Bob and I navigate these conversations. They're going to bring the book home into your everyday practice. Get your book today. Welcome back. Shana, you're here. We're so glad to have you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Well, we want to get right into your story because you have walked the line of businesswoman, but also been in the church and ministry and media ministry and all kinds of stuff. But where did this start for you? Because you did business for a long time before you started to get into this amazing I mean, you have 450 outlets. That, we want those kinds of outlets. This is amazing, like how God's multiplied and breathed on your ministry. Yeah. So I was, I was an entrepreneur since 2007. And in 2018 was when the Lord allowed everything in my business to dry up to tell me oh. that he was calling me to ministry. The name of my ministry is a God shift. And I think that that was my very first God shift moment that I was oh. able to put my finger on. Um, because, you know, I believe that the Lord is just like those of us who are parents. If you have children, you know what it's going to take to get your children's attention. Yeah. And if the Lord would have been just saying, hey, Shane, I'm calling you to ministry. I've been like, is he talking to you? Me neither. 
I feel like I was the least qualified person to be ministering and, you know, let alone to go on to be ordained as a prophet and all the things that I've been blessed to do because I didn't grow up in church. And I told mm. myself that if you don't grow up in church, it means you don't go to Sunday school. And if you don't go to Sunday school, you don't know the stories. And Lord, how in the heck am I supposed to minister to anybody if I don't know the stories? And so he basically told me um, back in 2018 Everything that I put in you that you have used to build the marketplace, we're going into a season that I'm going to need you to use those same skill sets to help me yeah. build the kingdom. Yeah. And although you will probably refine some things about yourself, there's a lot about you that I don't want you to change because the voices that are going to be, the people that are going to be assigned to your voice are going to relate to your style and your personality and your wit and your humor. And if you change all of that to become more of like I, what I already have, then I don't I don't need to use you. But I struggled because I was like, all I know is when I was in business, I never could lead with Jesus, Shana. You know, you, you're not allowed to get on stage at Ford and talk about Jesus. Um, <laughs> you know, like even in my branding, I was like, I don't know how to merge the two and stop living in this siloed life where. Once you hire me, you get Jesus, Shana, because I believe that everywhere you go, there you are. Mm -hmm. But I didn't know how to blend the two mm -hmm. until about 2019 when I gave myself permission to just 100% be everything that I was and realize that everything from my old season would carry over into the new one and that nothing would be wasted. That's wow. so impressive because I think obviously you're a builder and Obviously, you love the Lord. And so being compartmentalized like that, I'm sure it felt like a huge weight off your shoulders, didn't it? It sure did. It made things a heck of a lot easier. Now, I'm not going to say that the how of the path, you know, the Lord told me, he said, Shana, you will preach and teach in stadiums. You will work with celebrities and politicians and you'll have a television show. And I had no idea how those things were going to happen, but mm -hmm. it gave me... Um, kind of a blueprint, if you will, to say, I just need to focus on being the woman that God is calling me to be yeah. so that I'm then prepared for these opportunities. Because in the business world, I did things like have five-day challenges and have an opt-in. Well, what celebrity and politician is going to opt-in on my website? They're not. So yeah. I had to say, how can I kind of steward what I have in my hands now and really just focusing on being the person that I know God has called me to be so that I can then attract those opportunities to me and be ready for them when they come. One of the things Sean and I talk about a lot to young entrepreneurs is building a strategic plan. And what you just said is God, God downloaded a strategic plan to you. He said these, you're going to be in these areas of life. And were, were you able to just take that word from the Lord and then trust him at, to direct your paths? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're on. <laughs> no, what what I did, Bob, is a grave mistake that is so easy for all of us to do. Is that I took the new God, the new vision that God gave me, and mm -hmm. I filtered it through old perspective. Mm -hmm. Because since 2007, I had been a coach, and so when the Lord said stadiums, television shows, celebrities, and politicians. I knew that he could do it like that by the time I got back to Dallas, but I knew it wasn't likely that he would. And I said, what advice do I give my business owner clients? I tell them that the Lord will bless what you put your hands to, 
So yeah. you need to be in some level of movement because the Lord blesses that level of action and, and obedience. But the problem was, is that anytime you've been in a certain industry, and this is a, this is a writer downer, but if you've been in an industry a certain amount of time, or you've done something the same way for so long, you see everything through that lens. Absolutely. So even though I heard and saw very clearly stadiums, celebrities and politicians and television show, I still created what I had created before. Mm -hmm. And although it was good and it helped people, I wasn't getting the traction. Because let me tell you, I know how to grow a business. I know how to start a business and I know how to grow one. I've taught people how to land $3 million contracts. Like that's my jam. I know what I'm doing. But what happens when everything that normally happens doesn't, you know, doesn't work wow. anymore. Wow. And so wow. I said, well, wait a minute, what's going on? And it was like, okay, you didn't even give me a version of the vision to bless. I told you these three things and you went off and created what it is that you've always created. And it just, it felt too small. I knew that the anointing on my life was so much bigger than what I had created. And so I scratched it all and started over and a God shift was born. It's interesting because I think a lot of people who've done that, they actually discounted the original vision of God because when they try to build it in their kind of own perspective or world or what some Christian leaders would say, your own strength type thing, um, they, it didn't work. And so then they just went back to normal because they're like, yeah. well, it didn't work anyways. But I love what you're saying because it gives us insight into if God gives you a vision, he's going to give you a process. Yeah. And it's not going to look like what you could do for yourself. And I we have a, a chapter on a book we wrote together that a lot of our audience has about called Wired to Hear. And, and one of their chapters is process. And I always say, I say this all the time, I'm like a, a broken record on this. If you want a God result, you have to have a God process. You have to. Mm -hmm. And that's the part where I've, I've seen so many leaders make this mistake where they're like, okay, got the vision. We're going we're gonna to do it. Da, da, da. And God's so patient with us. Yeah. <laughs> so, isn't he patient? He's so there patient. For babies and when food. did you go from, <laughs> oh my gosh. When did you go from like, okay, this isn't working to where God kind of intervened and helped you to see, I have a different process for you. Yeah. Well, I was able to look at the metrics and see that it wasn't working and I wasn't loving what it was that I was doing either. And I thought something is off, but like every business person, I'm like, well, is it the strategy? Is it the marketing? Is it the message? Is it the audience? You know, and it was like, no, it's not any of that. You went off and created a coaching business. And I told you stages, celebrities and politicians and television show. So but I didn't figure this out on my own. It was December 29th or 30th of 2020. And I called on two of my best business accountability partners. And I said, I know y'all are gearing up for New Year's, but can you please hop on a Zoom with me for 20 minutes? Because if I looked around my house, I had balled up pieces of legal pad all over because everything I was creating sounded just like what I'd already created. And I didn't wow. love that either. And wow. I wouldn't have to go through another day of that, let alone into a new year. And so when I got on the phone with my two friends, an hour and 20 minutes into that 20 minute conversation that I promised them, they said, well, what did God show you? He said that I'm going to have a television show, you know, this, that, and she looked at me and she was like, well, then why aren't you creating that? Right. Like, even if you created a YouTube show, give him that and let him bless it. You, you yeah. know, and I was like, oh yeah, that's right. You know, so I didn't, I can't take the full credit for the aha moment of, Build what it is that he's telling you to build and then let him put wind on it so that it can become what it is that, that he wants it to become instead of just idly doing other stuff and doing the things that you've done in the past. I love this part of your story because in wisdom you called, first you called them mentors and then you called them friends, which is what a mentor should be as a friend. Mm -hmm. 
and and you listen to them and you listen to their wisdom and it, it's so funny because sometimes we get so close we can't we just can't see and and you you recognize that and leaned on those people and then what happened from there did you end up quitting like your full-time job or your business and then moving so now i thought i was in ministry <laughs> <laughs> right. Like I thought I had created what the Lord told me to create and what mm -hmm. it was that he that he showed me. And so during this same Zoom call, I said, you know, I, I didn't have as eloquent of speech for it as I do now, but I was looking for something that could be a movement. I wasn't looking for a program. I wasn't looking for a tagline. And so as we're brainstorming, I said, well, you know, for the last year and a half, I've been saying if you're going to get on the other side of whatever, whatever it is that you're going through, a God shift is required. And she goes, wait, wait, that. that's mm -hmm. it, a God shift. Yeah. And so once I defined on that call with them what a God shift was, I, I wrote a book in two days. I produced a television show. They said it would take me six to nine months to get everything together. I did it in three and a half weeks. Wow. Um, I did. I rebranded the podcast because, you know, talking about blending, my podcast at first was not called a Godship. It was called Faith First Leadership because I was trying to teach people how to blend faith and business because wow. I had struggled to do that for so long. But now I'm one of those people that and, you know, you can be running in the, the wrong direction really quickly. But I'm one of those people that if you get I get the idea, I get the information, I find out what it takes and then I'm off to the races. Mm -hmm. So once we got that clarity that what I needed to be creating was a God shift movement is when I said, okay, well, Lord, I'm going to give you a version of what you told me the vision was. And then I knew that a book would be a great way to kind of mobilize things quickly up front. So I wrote the book and then produced my own version um, of a television show. And it's probably getting ready to be on Inspiration TV here real soon. Oh, it's so fun. So, so tell us, you know, now that you've had kind of unpacked this, it happened to you, the God shift happened to you and you've unpacked this now to a lot of people. Tell us some of the, like the fruit that came out of it. And is this the thing that you like? Is this like you created something you didn't like? Is this like, oh, I'm on it. Like there's something in this is the seedbed for the greater. Is that how you're feeling? I am in my zone of genius. I love that. I, um, but the good thing is, is that nothing is wasted because Sean, I felt like when I said yes to ministry that I had to say no to strategy and all the things that I loved. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. you know, I say that here at a God shift movement, we teach you how to get God's blessings faster so if I'm going to teach someone how to operate in their kingdom authority, how to get in God's presence, how to do all the things that the God shift framework is to help you get into the destiny that God has for you, there's got to be some strategy behind that. Because yeah. one of the things, and I hope it's okay for me to go here, is that I think that us as, as preachers and, and pastors sometimes fail our congregations is that we tell them to do things like surrender, but we don't tell them how to surrender. We tell him that your promises are in his presence, but we don't tell you how to get in his presence. So yeah. you preach me happy. Everything starts with a P. Everything rhymes and I'm speaking in tongues. And then I go home. Hell busts my life wide open on Wednesday and I don't have a clue what to do about it. Yeah. And so I thought, no, there has to be some strategy. There can't just be all these colloquialisms like, you know, oh, Shana, everything you want is on the other side of surrender. Well, great. I have no idea how to go home and surrender. Well, and it sounds like you had surrendered too. And especially like you had a season where everything dried up and you were able to come out and see God in that. Whereas most people, when everything dries up, they're accusing God of like, why aren't you blessing me? They're not looking for, oh, wow, this is a revelation of it's time for me to go into the greater thing I'm called to. And I've seen ministers who everything's dried up for them. They're supposed to be in business and they're not listening. So I've seen on both ends of, you know, lots of different types of people. And those pivot points where God, takes his blessing off something because he's transferring to something else. 
and we're learning out of our surrender how to see him in that. If you don't see God, if you don't know how to hear God, if you don't know how to sense God, then you'll judge God for being the opposite of what he's being to you in that moment. So I love that you're talking about this because I feel like it's not, it's just not expressed enough. The, the, yeah. It is practical and it is strategic, but it's also very connected to a living relationship to the Holy Spirit that most yeah, people just don't have. The other thing that I think it does is, in addition to what you just named, Sean, is that we need to realize that sometimes a season in our life has expired and we need to give ourselves permission to let go of the season. I like to say that sometimes God is going to ask you to let go of trash, but other times he's going to ask you to let go of treasure. So it doesn't mean that the season and the assignment that you were in was a bad one. It just means it was just that. It was right. a season or an assignment. But the problem that I see with many entrepreneurs and many business and ministry leaders is that we confuse assignment, calling, purpose, and destiny. We use those four words like they're interchangeably, but they're not the same thing, you know? And I was able to see that I did some great things in the business world. I did some great things in the marketplace, but that season has now expired and it's now time for me to look at what is my next assignment. My purpose never changed. My calling never changed but my assignment had ended. Yeah. Wow. That's huge. I think we need to camp there in that moment. <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, our, our identity is that we're loved sons and daughters of God. Our purpose is what he calls us and our assignment, like you just said, changes. Yeah. And, and people hold on to that for so long. I mean, read Ecclesiastes 3.1 uh, yeah. at the time for the seasons. It's, it's just exactly what you're talking about. I, I, where are you now? And what are the things, I know that the trajectory seems like it's always going up, but I, I know that there's road bumps and we learn from our mistakes and we learn from where God has said, oh, you know, you were going this way, but we want to go this way. Talk to our listeners and viewers about, about how that's happened in your life. Yeah. If I can be completely transparent, I feel like from that day that I was on the phone with my friends, to about nine to 12 months ago, it was like this. But for the last nine to 12 months, mm -hmm. it's felt like this. And yeah. that's where it's so important for me to remember what I see with my spiritual eyes and not mm -hmm. my natural eyes, because I know what God has promised me. And I'm not going to throw that promise out just because of what I see in the presence. Because even though like the list has continued to build, the followers have continued no. to have, have, have grown. The, some of those opportunities that I know that I was promised haven't, haven't come yet. Yeah. And so again, I'm looking at what are the things that I can focus on? I feel like, you know, God has a role and I have a role and let me focus on the things that only I can do and let him focus on the things that only he can do and look forward to the fact that I believe that that spike is coming back real soon. Right. And one of the things that God does is he, he takes us on an initial trajectory and then he plateaus us so that we can catch up with him. <laughs> And we can get things like quality and efficiency or whatever, whatever you're talking about squared away and get ready for the next spike. So mm -hmm. I believe, you know, you're, you're just ready for the next breakthrough. In it's interesting because Bob, you talk about not resenting the days of small beginnings, you know, like yeah. don't grow weary and doing good, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But it is weird when you have this sense of like the purpose and the calling. And then you watch even other people who have viral moments where it takes them forward exponentially where beyond where they can go. I, I have a friend who just on YouTube, he one of his shorts on YouTube, he got 30,000 new followers on YouTube just because of one short. And he'd been he'd been growing incrementally, like a few 
hundred to a few thousand people a month. And he had, you know, had a good base of a hundred thousand people, but one short took him 30,000 people forward. By yeah. the end of that year, five videos took him a hundred thousand subscribers forward. So wow. he grew, he doubled in one year. And he was yeah. talking about, we were talking together and he was talking about those moments of like, you have to live like everything you're doing is worth it all the time. Because if you're in the vision of God, the assignment of God, it's worth it. And then let him add the people and don't, and, and then celebrate all the people who are currently connected to you, all the people you're currently engaged. If you're a business person, all the people who are currently using your services. If you're a minister, all the people who are currently connected to your ministry and celebrate like that. They're, they're enough, like they're valuable enough. But then knowing that God's going to add when he adds, he's also has to add your capacity to relate yeah. to them. Because yeah. he had a shift from 100,000 to 200,000. Yeah. He had a shift in his operation system of what he was providing then on YouTube. Because it changed. I have another friend who just, you know, he had Mr. Beast, who's the most, the top YouTuber, you know, in the world. He had Mr. Beast do a collaboration with him on his TikTok. And he grew from 6 million to 9 million in one day <laughs> from that followers and sustained followers who are still watching his stuff. So just hearing like how easy it is for God to add influence or how easy it is for God to viral out a moment, but how hard it is for us to set up a resilient structure yes. of being faithful. And I feel like that's your beautiful example of that where you have the strategy, you've let God shift you, you've let God change the season, you are helping people to shift and God can multiply that into being a household name if he wants to tomorrow. Yeah. But there's something about the process that also the people you're growing with, that's so valuable. I love it. And just allowing myself not to become frustrated either, because if I think about the last, let's see, it's 2022. If I think about the last three and a half to four years, I have had multiple major prophets prophesied the exact same thing wow. over and over and mm -hmm. over again in my life. To the point that sometimes I'm like, God, don't don't let another person tell me what I'm going to do if you ain't ready to do it because I'm tired of that. You know, I, I keep hearing the same word over and over again. But I remember my grandmother. My grandmother was a, an uneducated woman from Mississippi, and she used to tell me, Shana, everybody ain't lying. So if you hear more than one person saying the same thing, that means there's got to be some truth in it. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so good. Well, tell people how to get a hold of you and how to watch you and how to watch your show and how to connect you on YouTube. I want to hear this because I think our our listeners need you. Our listeners and our viewers need to hear just that. And they need the shift. I mean, people are resonating with that, I know. Awesome. So I have a free gift. So we talked a lot about shifting. And I believe that there are four key areas that are going to be required for us to shift in, regardless of where you're shifting from and shifting to. These are the four shifts that are required, and we hit on one of them, which is becoming, focusing more on who you're going to become instead of what it is that you're going to do. But I wrote a guide called When God Says Shift, and inside that guide, it covers the four shifts that are required to get you out of disruption and delay and into the destiny that God has for you. And so you can get that free guide at GodSaysShift.com. That's GodSaysShift.com. <laughs> That's cool. And then outside of that, I've made it super simple. Everything is a God shift. So if you're looking for us on social media, it's a God shift. If you're looking for um, the website, it's a God shift. And everything that we do is on there from our books to our television show to the podcast. Everything is all on that website. And um, you don't have to worry about I'm this over here and that over there. I'm a God shift everywhere other than that free God, which is GodSaysShift.com. Wow. Well, Shana, thank you so much. We we're so honored to hear your story and your process, and we loved hearing from you. Up next, final thoughts with Sean and Bob. If you're enjoying the podcast, I want to encourage you to become one of our supporters 
And this is made available by generous donations by people just like you, or you can become a monthly partner and we wanna sew back into you. We give resources, we give partner-only content. So I'm gonna encourage you to go to bowlsministries.com and sign up now. Welcome back. Wow, Sean, that was quite the interview, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's just, you know, I could feel it's super connected to what she's saying because I'm in a lot of shifting, you know, in my life going on with my identity and the core things I work on. I went from being a preaching itinerant minister and, you know, someone who planted churches and helped other people do so, mm -hmm. and even in ministry movements to going full time in the media and Christian media and journalism and all these different things. And so when I was listening to her, I thought it's amazing if you try and do the same thing the same old way, how you're just not going to get the right results. And I've had to make not just the shift of career, but the shift internally to say, I can do new things and I have to learn new languages and learn to relate to new kinds of people and new spheres of authority. I remember when I was 57 years old, I wrote my first book and it was such a shift that, I mean, I like to joke and say I'd never even written a long email, <laughs> but the things that came with it were, were people acted like they were listening to me and I had to I had to recognize that I was an author and it took me literally Sean two years to be able to say I, I was an author because it was yeah. so out of my wheelhouse and my mindset about myself and I think I think that was a lot of what she was talking about and and I know that in the transition that you're talking about I mean you were traveling so many days a year and on this sort of treadmill and now and now the, the shift into media has been so great for your travel schedule, but then it's a whole new skill set of things that you're gifted for. Well, I'm gifted for, but I'm not necessarily developed to my talents for them too. And I think that when God takes us into places that are new for us, whether it's a new business, a new career, entrepreneurship, we have to trust that he's going to allow us to catch up in the areas of talent that we need that maybe we didn't develop or spend a lot of years on, but he chose us sometimes when we're weaker uh, in an area because he wants to show his strength through us. So he's purposely puts us in places we're unqualified for. And that's confusing to us sometimes to say, God, why didn't you prepare me for this years yeah. ago? Why is why are you just now allowing this to be my story? And it really does come down to, he wants to use people who aren't qualified and we're qualified right. because of Jesus, not because of what we can do. Right. One of the things I like to say is, are you unqualified or underqualified? Perfect. God has you right where he wants you. <laughs> so, which doesn't give me an excuse not to get the education or not to, you know, not to have the work-life experience. But I do think that there's too much emphasis, especially, and we have a lot of international audiences and a lot of our international audiences doesn't have the thing that's in America, which is hoping that we could have a better life. We have more millionaires in America than anywhere else in the world. A lot of that's because we have raw faith to believe that we're not limited to our socioeconomic status. We're not limited to our parents' job or career structures, we're not limited to our caste system of where we were born in society. So a lot of our listeners, maybe they've been limited to something because of their culture. And the reality is you're not limited to whatever it is. When you're in the kingdom, God mm -hmm. could take you anywhere into any industry in any field and more power to you when you're not qualified because that means he has to come big in a big way, you know, come through in a big way. Well, I think going to exactly to your point, Shana is in a business career and then God speaks to her about, TV, these three things, stadiums and events that she's going to do. And so she tries, just like all of us would, to do what she knows how to do in order to make it happen. And and it is really, uh, for me, I'm a strategic planner. We've talked about this a lot. Yeah. And as, as God brought me into this next phase of my life, uh, 
there's no way to strategic plan for it. You just put a seatbelt on and say, okay, God, where are we going next? And it's uncomfortable. <laughs> if you even get the seatbelt. But what I do love about Shana and a lot of people who may have listened to this, may not have heard this part of her story this way, is that those are pretty big things to believe for. A lot of people will accuse you of being arrogant or egotistical right. to think you could do those things. And I remember uh, a guy you know, asking me, how did you know you're called to what you're called to? And this is when I was doing mostly ministry. And he said, how do you know you're called to this? And like, it wasn't arrogant for you to believe this about yourself when you didn't come from a ministry family or you didn't come in. And I looked at him and I said, anything you're called to do in God is going to feel to other people arrogant because you're going to believe that God can bring glory through your life for his son, which means you're going to have an impactful life. So we're looking to have a life of impact, whether you're a janitor or whether you sell janitorial supplies or whether you're a celebrity or whether you support a celebrity. It's like, no matter what it is, if you're doing it in the kingdom, you're doing it for the place of influence and impact, not just for the sake of having a business. And it was so cool to hear Shana. Uh, she was unapologetic for the call and she was humble. Yeah. And and uh, and it just came right through that she's scratching her head as much as you know anybody else because why would God call her? She but she's following his word. And part of the part of the thing that we have to do is we have to be wired to hear the Lord and listen for his voice in our lives in all these different ways so that when he does call us, we have a framework of hearing his voice to understand this is where we're going. Yeah. And because when the seeds of doubt come in, we really have to recognize, hey, this is from God. Well, and I feel like this explained the marketplace for those of you who are watching and listening. This helps to disciple your faith. It helps to disciple your perspective because you're seeing people in their story and hearing how they processed what God was saying both in their failures, but also in their successes. So I'm gonna encourage you to keep listening, subscribe to us on your podcast server, or if you watch us on CBN News, make sure to DVR us so that you get all the episodes and you don't miss any of our episodes on Sunday and Saturday nights. We also wanna invite you to become a partner to our ministry and help this show be made, which means that you start to contribute financially and prayerfully into our ministry. And that will help us to even take up another level, the technology and the things that we're doing to make the show happen for you every week and for the worldwide audience we want to thank you for listening thank you for viewing and we will see you next time see you next time for those of us who wonder what god has designed us for do you have any suggestions for discerning god's will in our profession <laughs> that's, that's a great question that's a great question so i started a business with a friend of mine who was a christian out of our house mm. and it was it was directly mm. related to that conviction that god gave me when people looked at my track record of being insanely profitable with my Holy Ghost model, made so much money, they will say, yeah. I love the, the favor thread that is coming through just as far as like, you know, being filled with opportunities that you didn't create yourself, that you just walked with God. 